Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Prepare to gag, yeah. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Radio Gag, the weekly Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the horror that is the American gun violence epidemic. I'm Sarah Germain Lilly. And I'm Sean Stefanik, and on our show today, we'll be discussing the National Gun Violence Prevention Summit from the queer perspective. We'll discuss the GAG press conference, the vigil, the Capitol, press conference and lobbying Senate members with survivors of gun violence, and to pass the assault weapons ban that was passed by Congress. Here's a statement from Hal Moskowitz, Gays Against Guns member and organizer of our DC action. The importance of Gays Against Guns being a participant in the 10th annual vigil for gun violence survivors and victims is important because as a witness to the many people in great pain stepping up to the microphone to say their loved ones' names, I heard lots of reasons for shootings. I did not hear one person say, my child, my friend, my cousin, my relative was killed in a hate crime. Hate crimes are rampant. We are under attack. And if we don't stand up for ourselves and speak out loud and clear, well, our voices get forgotten. Most gay people that I know don't have their blood family support behind them. And so we are family. We create our own family. We are chosen. We support each other and we have to remain behind each other the entire time. It is important that our voices be heard and let it be known that we are in the room. But first, our in memoriam for Daniel Aston, who died at Club Q. In remembrance of Daniel Davis Aston, 28 years old, November 19th, 2022, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Daniel Aston, a transgender man, moved to Colorado Springs two years ago and landed his first job as a bartender at Club Q. He loved the work, and he would often perform at the venue, his mother Sabrina Aston would told reporters, on a typical night at Club Q, a bastion for LGBTQ people in the largely conservative city of Colorado Springs, Daniel Aston could be seen letting loose and sliding across the stage on his knees, tailed by his mullet to whoops and hollers. The venue provided Aston, the self-proclaimed master of silly business, with the liberating performances he had long sought. We're in shock. We cried for a little bit, but then you go through this phase where you're just kind of numb, and I'm sure it will hit us again, Sabrina Aston shared. I keep thinking it's a mistake. They made a mistake, and that he really is alive, she added. Her son's eagerness to make people laugh and cheer started as a child in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where he would don elaborate costumes, including the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, cycle through weird hats, and write plays acted out by neighborhood kids. Aston preferred dressing as a boy at a young age until teasing from other kids pushed him to try girls' clothing. 
He was miserable, she said, his mother. After coming out to his mother, he attended Northeastern State University in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and became president of its LGBTQ club. He put on fundraisers with ever more flashy productions. He didn't just stand and lip-sync, Sabrina Aston made clear, and fanned over 80s hair bands. Aston moved from Tulsa to Colorado, where his parents had settled, and started at Club Q as a bartender and entertainer, where his parents would join in the cheers and the shows. Sabrina Aston said she was wrestling with the fact that her son and others were killed at Club Q on a night when patrons were marking the Transgender Day of Remembrance an actual commemoration of transgender people who have been killed in acts of anti-transgender violence. They were doing a celebration of life for those people that had died, his mother said, and instead they lost their lives. At least five people were killed and 25 others injured on that Saturday night when a gunman opened fire with an AR-15-style rifle at Club Q an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, a safe space for us all. We remember you, Daniel. So, Sean, you are also from Tulsa. Yes. So yes, indeed. Very intense, very intense town. It's I, I don't know which one would be considered more conservative, Colorado Springs or Tulsa. That is quite a toss-up, I have to admit. Sarah, you and Jay are going to uh, share the rundown of the amazing events at Washington, D.C. last week, right? Yes, and I keep saying amazing over and over again. I, I met with Jay Walker to discuss the trip Gays Against Guns made into DC to make sure that queer voices and queer presence were felt nationwide on the gun violence questions. FYI, when you hear Biden speak in a few days on violence against the queer community, you will know he was pushed because you heard our story on Radio Gag. So let's listen now to Gays Against Guns members Sarah Lilly and Jay Walker. We just had a phenomenal week in Washington, D.C. at the Gun Violence Prevention Summit, the Gays Against Guns press conference at As You Are in D.C., the 10th annual national vigil for all victims of gun violence, and the Gun Violence Survivors Lobbying Day at the Hart and Dirksen Senate office buildings. Jay, how do you think Gays Against Guns contributed to this wave of activist power? We're always um, a little nervous about, uh, you know, being in the spaces where survivors really take the forefront and are at the forefront because we don't want to distract from their being able to tell their stories. What we got back from the survivors who were participating in the several days of of, of activism and advocacy was nothing but appreciation. We had our human beings present at both the vigil and, and at the lobbying day. And I think that they really made an impact 
for us, particularly as a as a queer led organization, it was really important that our HBs, our human beings, hold held space for the victims of the Colorado Springs Club Q mass shooting because so. A few of us explained during the lobbying trip, a lot of times the families of queer and trans victims of gun violence don't get brought into the survivors movement. And there were really no other people talking about their their queer kids or their trans kids who, who were killed by gun violence. And so it was really important that Gays Against Guns be there. To, to be the family. You know, we call each other our siblings because so much of, of, of what queer and trans life is about chosen family. And I think that that was really the most impactful thing that Gays Against Guns could have done on this trip. Now, there we go. Um, a bus of our, our gag human beings arrived from New York City to the As You Are bar in DC to prepare for our press conference at 3 p.m. that day and the vigil uh, that evening. What was the scene like? And first tell us what human beings are. Yes, well, our human beings are activists who dress themselves all in white. They're veiled so that they their faces are obscured and they each hold a placard with the photograph, the name, the age, and a little information about a gun violence victim. We've been doing human beings since our very first public appearance back at the Pride uh, Parade of 2016. And over the years, we uh, our human beings have represented literally hundreds of victims of gun violence. As I said earlier, we represented victims of gun violence at Club Q when we were at the lobbying day. But overall, all of our human beings, we had about somewhere between 25 and 30 human beings uh, on this trip, some from New York, some from DC, some from other states, uh, members of other gun violence prevention groups. Uh, but every one of them held space for a, a member of the LGBTQIA2S plus community uh, who was killed by gun violence. So some folks from, all the folks from Club Q, folks from Pulse, uh, uh, black and brown trans victims of gun violence. We really felt that it was necessary to to include the stories of queer and trans victims of gun violence during this trip. We had two waves of activists descending upon DC. We had our advance team came down on Tuesday uh, uh, to get things set up, and then uh, we partnered with uh, As You Are which is a wonderful queer bar, nightclub-y, and restaurant space in D.C. Definitely, if you're ever traveling to D.C., check out As You Are Bar. Uh, the two owners, Coach and Joe, are great. And it's really a marvelous community-oriented space. They donated their entire second floor space to us for the Wednesday, which was the, the, the day the vigil was held in the evening, and they gave us their space to organize. You know, after we'd already made those arrangements, Club Q happened, and then subsequently the power outage in North Carolina from a terrorist attack occurred. And, you know, a lot of, there were a lot of indications that that was in response to a, um, a drag event that was being held in this largely rural 
North Carolina County. And we felt that it was really important to hold a press conference um, with members of the, um, the drag community in D.C. to just to call attention to the fact that, um, you know, these are, there, there have been over 300 attacks armed in many cases on drag events and uh, queer spaces by uh, sort of right wing crazies, for lack of a better term. Um, we felt that it was really necessary to call attention to that and to really call on law enforcement and our federal government to pay attention to these attacks because they metastasize. You know, two drag queens and a drag king from the D.C. area, uh, the Genesis, Citrine, and Rico Pico joined us for the press conference along with uh, Coach Pike, who's uh, one of the owners of of As You Are, um, just to talk about how this affects our community spaces, how devastating it is to us. You're listening to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show, here on listener-sponsored commercial-free radio WBAI. So now we are going to uh, resume the conversation with uh, J.W. Walker and myself on our trip to D.C. Our time is limited on our WBAI broadcast, so please go to our podcast, Radio Gag, The Gays Against Gun Show, and hear Coach and others speak so eloquently about the gay voices who are being threatened every day in our community. But here's a taste from the Genesis at As You Are. We do what we do because it builds community. We do what we do because it puts smiles on people's faces. It allows us to express ourselves it allows us to find love, friendship, security, and those things are being taken from us when all we ask is that you let us be seen. As a queer person, as a black person, as a drag artist, my body has a big target on it. And I can't feel safe going anywhere when all I want is to bring happiness to people. I wrote a poem to express the ridiculousness that is, that this is, this is something we have to convince people of, the fact that our lives are valid. It's called Common Sense Ain't for the Common. And this is an excerpt from it. Common Sense Ain't for the Common. If it were, then you'd use that privilege you have at the top. Whether you're a Karen or you're a cop, you'd do everything you can to make this all stop and not just as an act of goodwill. Common sense ain't for the common. If it were, then you'd understand why I don't have the time to hold you by the hand and walk you through the ways the bigotry plagues every inch of this land like a sickness for which there is no pill. Common sense ain't for the common. 
and your chance to be special has arrived. Use your common sense. That alone could save lives. See the world around you. Please open your eyes before I'm the next one who's killed. So we um, we met up with our dear friend and and ally and co-conspirator uh, Manuel Oliver, uh, the father of Joaquin Oliver, who died at Parkland. Uh, Manny and his lovely wife uh, Patricia, um, who are behind Change the Ref, uh, the organization that they founded in Joaquin's memory to um, to work on gun violence prevention. Um, he was driving uh, what he calls Joaquin's bus. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit more about the bus and what that was like, Sarah? Yeah, so the bus is like a moving museum. Manuel does phenomenal art actions on all kinds of scale. And he actually drove Joaquin's bus full of memorabilia from victims of school shootings. So there was a desk that might have the kid's notebook, their sneakers, etc. You know, and an exhibit for each kid drove all of that, plus a whole number of other buses in a configuration like an AK-47 to Ted Cruz's house. He's still driving the bus, and um, and we have a sound clip from the bus. We took the bus uh, from As You Are over to the vigil, so let's listen to that. Roots, proceed to the roots. <laughs> At the stop sign, turn left onto 9th Street Southeast, then turn left. This is the bus to the vigil. Bus to the vigil. Everyone's excited. Are you guys excited because the president is going to be there? No, but do me. <laughs> you know, we're thinking about, I was thinking about that. That anything that happened to me, turn left onto Pennsylvania Avenue Southeast. All these four years, it doesn't make me the emotional feeling that it would, I thought if I were in a different circumstance. I got you. It's like before and after. Exactly. So it's a before and after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's nice to meet him when I met him. But it's not something I, because everything takes me to the same point. That's all we have time for on today's episode of Radio Gag, the Gays Against Gun Show. Honor with action in D.C. But you'll have to go to our podcast to hear about the historic 10th annual vigil. 
for All Victims of Gun Violence, organized by Poe Murray and the Newtown Alliance. But we leave you a taste of Manuel Oliver's speech as he asks the senators to imagine his pain. At the press conference at the Capitol the following morning. Let's help to imagine that you're waiting in a room, not knowing what happened to your loved one. And suddenly, Alison Schumer, Ellie McConnell, Claire McConnell, Porter McConnell, Heather Manchin, Brooke Manchin, Levi Sanders, Daniela Rubio, Anthony Rubio, Dominic Rubio, Tag Romney, Josh Romney, Craig Romney, Ben Romney, some others have not been identified yet. These are the names of your kids, members of Senate. Now you know what it is. A little bit. The good news is that your kids are okay. But you just heard the name, like we did. I cannot guarantee that we'll stay okay. That's more your, your job than my job. You decided to be okay with not banning assault weapons. You thought that instead it's a good idea to create DNA cards like this one to give it to the parents so it's easier to identify our loved ones once we lose them. So you assume that it will happen again. It will. Showing all of us that you are doing nothing to prevent this from happening. Every time you come with one of these solutions, shame on you. Yeah. Be ready today because you will receive a lot of these DNA cards in your offices. We are delivering these to you. And pretend for a minute, think for a minute, that it could be your case. And you could be me doing what I'm doing today. What you just heard was 10 seconds of silence. The silence of no WBAI and no radio gag. That's what it sounds like without your donation. 
If you value what you are hearing, give to WBAI. Become a BAI buddy in the name of Radio Gag. A BAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique volunteer-run radio show going by giving a small donation every month. Just go to WBAI.org and scroll down to BAI Buddy or call 212-209-2950 and become a BAI Buddy in the name of Radio Gag. Or make a contribution to the Tower Fund. We're making a special push to ask you to help this listener-sponsored radio station by paying the rent on the broadcast tower. Please go to give to WBAI.org or call 212-209-2950 and give to the Tower Fund. Thank you so much for keeping WBAI on the air. Time to end our show. Don't forget, you can listen to our previous shows at any time on the WBAI website or on any major podcast platform. We're Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show.